Hi, I'm Jacob Knudsen, and you are listening to Gut Talks, double G U double T. I don't know how you do it, but are you, I mean, I guess you are, right? You're involved in uh, hiring people for butter. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, obviously partnerships. Do you have time to rationalize everything or to listen to everyone on the team, whatever? How, how is it that you do stuff? Because, you know, it's a startup, you know, it's fast paced somehow. Sometimes you need something and you need it quick, right? You need to decide. Yeah, like I'm involved in a lot and I would say I'm more micro than macro manager, but our leadership team is incredible. We've got, aside from myself, we've got, uh, again, Chris leading product, Adam leading tech and Cheska leading growth. And those three people basically cover all the functional bases of the team. Mm -hmm. So I trust them totally, right? So uh, from, from that perspective, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not involved in a lot of micro everyday decisions, right? Yeah. Uh, hiring is one of the ones that I will, that I am and will always be, or at least to, until we are probably 150 employees or anything like that, always be involved as the final say-so because I think there's a lot of cultural calibration and very high leverage decision-making that's involved in the hiring process. I mean, the people you hire shape your company to a very large extent, yeah. right? So spending that half hour or hour interviewing someone is extremely well spent in terms of timing like i do a ton of things that focus on extremely tight time management and some examples of those is every sunday i review my calendar for the upcoming week and i just delete meetings right and remove and delegate meetings to those where just doesn't make sense that I'm in it. Every morning I look, I review my to-dos for the day and I review them against our overall company goals. And I review whether I'm doing the most impactful things. Doesn't mean that I always act on this and I'm as crap at, you know, getting distracted as the, the other guy, right? But it at least helps me to be less crap at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you have your agenda, Butter. If Butter is not yes. telling you to do this, then I use that, that. And, 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 and the Butter agenda tells me all the time what I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> there's someone you don't want to talk to, just delete Butter exactly. notification. You got cancelled, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so we spoke about, you know, it, it's funny. I'm, I'm just looking at the time and I remember because I booked initially 90 minutes and then we postponed mm-hmm. that. And then I'm like, all right, 75 should do. But mm-hmm. I think we could just actually spend... The day, there are lots of things to share. So anyway, I'm going to tell it because you asked me, are you sure it's 90 minutes, right? I think Maybe. season four is going to be maybe 120. I'm just telling you like that. <laughs> so. See, that's my time management in in, in, in process. So yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm just trying to take notes on, on yeah, like the most crucial things I want to talk about. So we spoke about, the, you know, the, the product-led community that's how you started, you know, growing your community, super active on LinkedIn. Maybe we'll get into that if we have time after. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it in terms of fundraising for you? Are you always fundraising? Where are you at today? Oh, that's a good question. We So we're currently on our, like we raised the seed round in, I think it was February of 21. We had some really yeah. awesome names there. Uh, really great investors. We raised a seed extension last year, which we didn't announce, uh, but we just raised. We don't announce stuff. It, 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 announcing fundraising is very often useless. Uh, right now, we'll probably raise some extra uh, seed extension money just to keep going through this time. 
there are many ways to do this. One thing is like we've set up what we call a rolling safe, which basically means that we're able to close funds on the go at any time with predefined terms. And that's mm-hmm. super helpful if you get like really great angels that say they want to invest and you can you can open that up and you can you can get them in without having to to open up a full round. Yeah. So in terms of always fundraising, yes and no. We're not always in VC fundraising mode talking to VCs. I okay. I only talk to VCs maybe two to three times a year where I open up a window and then talk to them to kind of maintain relations. But we're always open to investments from great individuals that we think can bring something to, to butter, if that makes okay. sense. So you're looking for smart investors in general who... High net worth individuals rather than VCs. Just, yeah, angels. Yeah, yeah. I'd say not just high net worth, but operators, like it, also, people that okay. have have startup experience and kind of come with come with something, some perspective. Mostly mm-hmm. perspectives. It's not so much network, but it's mostly perspectives that we're we're looking for. How was it raising? Because you started obviously in 2020, you started without raising any money, mm-hmm. right? So you had your MVP and not, so on. Not totally. Clear. Actually, we raised a pre-seed round before we even had the idea. So we got some money in, very small amount of money, but it was enough to kind of get a little bit of salary from some for some of our co-founders right before we even like. I think a month after we shut down, uh, but we already we already had a bit of money to to kind of go on. Yeah, I I think that's really cool because to be honest, in Europe, you know, when you, I'm gonna call it fail again. That's it, kind of in in terms Mm -hmm. of mindset. Yes. And to be able to race straight away, that's very good. I mean, it's very promising for others. I think that's a story that's that's inspiring to other startups that, you know, in Europe, it's actually possible. I mean, it is mm-hmm. possible, but it's not it's not a nice story to tell. But, yeah, but it's I, great I, because in, I think in Silicon Valley, this is, I mean, if you it's normal, shut down, yeah. it's that's what they want, actually, somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally hear you, Maria. And I think I think that's a narrative that we need to change for Europe. And I think it's a narrative that we as Europeans need to need to get out of our heads, this whole idea. I think it's okay to call it that a startup failed, but it's not that you failed, right? Exactly, you need yeah. to disconnect yourself from that startup, mm-hmm. right? Startups are almost like a, a, a career that you can build over time and then you can do several of them and you can raise again from the ashes. So, uh, uh, oh, and another thing that's very important is like, I think you need to look beyond Europe like yeah. as soon as you can. Like the world's a big place in Silicon Valley is not, especially post-COVID, it's so much oh, yeah. easier to talk with angels, VCs, you name it, from SF. So Butter is in Denmark, right? But your crowd is absolutely everywhere at the moment. Yeah. So our team is fully remote. Like we're based in, I yeah. think, across seven or eight different countries. Uh, even as a co-founding team, we've got two in Denmark and one in Bali. And our user base is also across the world. Our number one country is the US, followed by, I think now by customers, it's the UK, then Germany, then Taiwan. Uh, so also very much uh, spread across the, the world. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what was the most challenging thing for you? I mean, in mm. any it can be in terms of customer acquisition or in terms of, uh, I don't know, partnerships, fundraising, whatever. Because, you know, I you think, came at yeah. a time when there were lots of platforms. I mean, Zoom's valuation jumped, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I'm not putting that in the same bucket in a way, but it could be perceived like that as well, even though your goal I, is different. 
Oh yeah, like we're a Zoom replacement. There's no doubt. Like as much as we want to call ourselves something different, mm-hmm. like the main the main tools. That oh, that's how you were saying. Yeah. It. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So it's it is all right, right? I think we're more and want to be more than just a video conferencing tool. But right now, we we are very much kind of a, a the, the center of butter is video conferencing. Mm-hmm. I think that there are many. There are so many challenges. I think from a product and technical perspective. We massively underestimated how difficult it is to build stable, reliable video conferencing where everything always works. And I think that's Zoom's secret sauce, right? Everything always works. And and I think it's it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy now because people are so used to Zoom. Almost everyone has Zoom installed. So it just works because people already installed it and got it to work, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Butter is browser-based. There's a lot of points of failure in terms of uh, using a video conferencing product in the browser. So that has been probably the most difficult thing for us that took way more time than we initially thought was getting video conferencing to work reliably and safely. Okay. And recording is expensive, right? From Recording is expensive, yes. It, the, the way that we've chosen to record is, is expensive, and, and it's the only way we can really make sure that we record everything that happens in Butter. It's basically by... Yeah, it, 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 there's a lot of complexities in this, but yes, it, it's, also, it's also expensive. Uh, but we charge for recording, so that's all right. Yeah, because you started off free, and then you started... Yeah. Uh, I mean... Of course, obviously, at some point, you need to generate <laughs> revenue, right? Yes, exactly. So exactly. Uh, I'm not going to ask you about profitability or anything because that's uh, that would be naive. But w- what are your <laughs> goals? Like, when would you think? I mean... Our, yeah, no, it's a good question. We, I mean, profitability is uh, theoretically in our sights. So it's, uh, it's not... It, it's not right around the corner, but it's not too far away either based on our cost base and our growth growth rate. So okay. that that's, but I mean, profitability is this golden, I don't know, like it's, it's this thing you really both want to achieve, but on the other hand, very rarely achieves uh, early as a startup, but it gives you a ton of freedom. It allows you to raise money on your own, on your own terms and in your own speed. And it gives you freedom to do what you want. On the other hand, it's very costly to build products, especially products like Butter. So it requires a lot of upfront investment before you're able to achieve anything that is remotely similar to to, to, to profitability. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's difficult, but it's definitely something that we are striving for, and I think we can uh, we can readily achieve. Yeah, it starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut talks. This is the end of this episode of this segment with Jacob Knutsen, co-founder and CEO of Butter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>